Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Making It Music podcast. I am your host, Heather. I'm delighted to be here with you today. And I have not just the one guest today, but I have the two. I was hoping to get them around Valentine's Day as a bit of a lover's special. But, of course, my own messy brain screwed that up. I'd like to welcome... Dara Cullen and Sinead McConville. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. They're so in love, they're sharing a mic. It's very <laughs> adorable. Um, so to explain to you lovely people who these lovely people are, Dara Cullen, D. Cullen, as you go by, is a musician, guitarist, also a teacher, songwriter, definitely one to watch at the moment, played the ones to watch only there a few months ago, been on the Late Late Show, Radio 1, all coming out with your own new solo stuff, D. Cullen. And as I've always said, behind every strong man, there's an equally, if not stronger woman, and that is the lovely Sinead. Hello, darling. So Sinead not only is a songwriter herself, and you can check out her own stuff, uh, This Christmas, one of my favourite little Christmas songs. I love it. Stop shaking your head. I think it's great. It's my claim to fame. I'll never get better than that. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That was the the peak. peak. You in a gingerbread jumper on Spotify. That is it. Oh, until next year, and I'll make more artwork for it. (laughs) So, and also a session singer in your own right, you are the backing vocalist of the lovely Laura Keane LK, who was our first ever podcast interviewee. So it's nice to go a bit of a full circle on that. And then besides that, you are a part of AS Singing Productions, mm-hmm. which is you and Ailish. Ailish's name is out of my it's head Ailish, now. Yeah, yeah. It's her second name flew out of my head now. Um, oh, Ailish O'Sullivan. Ailish O'Sullivan. Shout out to Ailish O'Sullivan. Hello, Ailish. Hello, darling. If you're listening. Yeah, I'd just like to say, if you guys ever want to find two voices that just blend perfectly with each other, it's Sinead and Ailish. It's so beautiful. Check them out in line. So welcome, the two of you. How are you? How are you getting on? Grand. Good Everything's day. good. Yeah. 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 How are you, Sinead? I'm fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Having time of our lives over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Well, I'm delighted to have you on. I've been keeping an eye on what both of you have been up to for the last little while and it, you're you're just getting better and better and especially seeing two people a couple especially who are doing well in their own rights but also coming together to create some excellent music and put on some brilliant shows it's fantastic but to start us all off well i always do this it is the this or that portion of our interview all right so you you do not have to answer the same band okay i'm throwing that out there just because you are one in your music sometimes does not mean that you have to choose the same one so we'll definitely differ in most of these i'd say yeah Yeah. i'd say most of our debates are about bands and which bands we think are better than others yeah we definitely have wild completely different different tastes yeah dyer's like rock bands and like 90s before the 90s kind of yeah and i'm pop princess <laughs> of 2007 to 2015 so that were good that was good yeah. years for the pop princesses oh my god i, I agree can't. i think so as well the pussycat dolls they're yeah. back now as well oh with they're that react back. song oh have you heard it well is it any good actually is that react song any or is it just Nicole Scherzinger with a bunch of backing dancers? You know, you know. before we did the interview, you said, can we take stuff out? Yeah. But just in case any of them here, uh, it's not very good. It's not very good. <laughs> but if Nicole or any of the others are here are listening, I'm It was sorry. great. It was great if Nicole you're listening. going to be like, I loved D. Cullen. I loved <laughs> I was going to do a cover of one of your songs, but now, no. <laughs> Messed it up. Absolutely gone. Ruined forever. Well, we wouldn't go to a Pussycat Dolls concert unless they're playing that one song that we love. Yeah, there's one. Oh, well, I love that one, but 
I hate this part. That's my jam. Yeah. That's, That's my, my new favorite song. a good song. song. I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm literally only doing it today with the student. And to be fair, it's like this rugby player looking guy. And he sings in his falsetto the whole time. So he sings it like at the actual level and the culture singer sings it like at that pitch. That's pretty weird. It's so, it's mad. That's, that's but cool. like yeah. sounds perfect. Like he just sings in his falsetto the whole time. And it's such a lovely song. It's so nice. Especially oh. the piano and everything. Yeah, it's great. Even the yeah. video. God. <sighs> that dog in the video. Yeah, <laughs> the wolf. It's a wolf. <laughs> That upstages the rest of the band. <laughs> We've analysed every single section of that song, honestly. So, I also this is a, a strange shout out, but my brother has a, a TikTok account where he he watches sad movies and uh, cries while I hate this part plays. It's very hard to explain, <laughs> but if if anyone's looking for a laugh, I think it's called Pussy Got Doll and Movies on TikTok. <laughs> Look it up. I'm definitely looking that up later. I'll put that. We'll throw that into the into like the bio of it. Just like TikTok, find here for a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Please do get him. He wants to become TikTok famous. That's his goal. That's the new YouTube famous, isn't it? Though, like yeah. TikTok is like gotten so huge. And you both, of you guys are teachers. You probably see it in your students that it's like TikTok is massive now. It's yeah, like every child is doing it for everything. And and some adults. And some adults. Oh, you, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have you have your own TikTok as well. But I got not bullied into it, but I got uh, strongly worded. I got a strongly worded uh, message from a friend of mine said, "You gotta get TikTok, man. You gotta get TikTok." So I I, I got peer pressured into it. Mm. It's very fun though. You you steal mine sometimes. Yeah, I won't get it because I'm already addicted to Instagram. Like I waste four hours of my life on that thing every day. So if I get TikTok, that's me done. Yeah. I, I will lose my job. <laughs> you know, so I just take Darius the odd time, but yeah, I'm just trying to stay away. You can just be like the featured artist. That's what I am on it, actually. Yeah. Like, we've made a few videos, but one of mine got taken down because copyright. So what? Uh, yeah, it was a Stina Gomez song. Brilliant. Yeah, off her new album. Deadly song. So uh, someday, someday yeah. it'll be. Someday you'll make that TikTok wall of fame. There's, that's nice. definitely going to be a thing as well. There's going to be a TikTok Hall of Fame, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the world is so screwed up. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, so this or that, I'm going to give you guys six oh artists, so two each time, and you choose between. So first one that comes to your head, okay? So I'm so ready. Fleetwood love- Mac versus ABBA. Oh, that is, that's tough. Oh, that's really tough. ABBA. ABBA. Sinead is saying ABBA. I wanted to go for one, you know, relationships in the band. I, I'm glad yeah, you went yeah. for the one that they stuck together. I, yeah. actually, I did this as a research game recently. Bands who had couples in them. Yeah. None of them stick together. Abba did. Well, they, they're, they, they're but the couples at the end. Yeah, but they still divorced yeah, the two of them. But it was, at least it was nice. I noticed though a lot of the bands stay together when the couples don't. Because Fleet and Mac, the two yeah. couples broke up, but then they made rumours after that. And it was probably one of their best albums. And it's albums. the best album. Yeah. One of the best albums of all time. I'm going to say... ABBA though I think ABBA I, that great. song SOS I think John John Lennon said that was the best pop song written of all time it is it's SOS like to be honest all of ABBA is just like you can't go wrong when it comes to ABBA at all Sinead put your oh my god I'm sorry the horror <laughs> don't worry about it Jesus the vibration you all good um, next one we have up okay and this one is kind of more leading this is what I was thinking of Sinead in this one so Carol King or Alanis Morissette Carol King. Maybe a Carol King lad. Jesus, I'm gonna get killed. I just don't listen to either of them. What? But I know Carol King is a very 
successful Great. songwriter yeah. so I'm gonna go with Carol King Carol King yeah. you should now, definitely listen to them I actually think your voice would suit the oh. two of them really really well I think mm. I think we should do a cover of You Oughta Know <gasps> because that's a great song the Red Hot Chili Peppers did the backing track and that's my my love at the minute that's the band I listen to every day at the moment that's your current and obsession and it's Flea and Dave Navarro do the guitar and bass for uh, You Oughta Know fun fact and then Taylor Hawkins was her drummer from the Foo Fighters. Mm. That was his pre-Foo Fighters gig was Alanis Morissette's drummer. There's videos of him playing drums on uh, all of Alanis Morissette's like big tours and stuff. And you picked Carole King. Carole King has you? more songs that I like. Oh yeah, like Natural but, uh, Woman. Like that's like, Carole King. Yeah. Like, oh, I love like that yes. song. I love that song. <laughs> I sing that to my dog I'm not even going to joke um, That was a thing That I used to do From like 15 years old I used to sing that to, Like to my big fluffy dog I love him so much I love you Alfie um, Okay last one we have So The Beatles Or the Beach Boys Oh the Beatles Yeah No question The Beatles The Beatles is One of your top three favourite bands uh, The amount of times I've uh, I've upset Or annoyed Sinead By just talking about The Beatles constantly Upset's a strong word But I Just you get a very glazed look In your eyes and Distant like, A distant look <laughs> Distant Because I'll be like Did you know That, yeah, but that then... guitar sound Came from An underwater amp Or something rubbish That's not then, like, That's not true uh, at all. I couldn't think of anything A few days later I'll be serving someone at work And The Beatles come up and then I'll say the fact that Dyer's told me. And you sound so smart. Yeah, and I'll be I like, I love when that happens. I love the Beatles. Yeah. It's like, I, I actually do love the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Beatles God. are probably, maybe my favourite band. Top Paul two. Paul McCartney anyway. is your top three songwriters. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love this. I love the, the answer. It's like, no, you definitely like this. And like, you both do too. It's really cute though. Are you oh, like I, the Beach Boys are great as well. Now. God Only Knows is one of the best songs ever. Mm. I but love the, just the Beatles. But all the Beatles. Like Every single song, yeah. pretty much. Maybe not. There's Revolution Number no. Nine's a bit weird. Do you know that one? I like that song. Oh, do you? Enough. Yeah, I okay. I kind of like that whole album. Um, I like that album a lot as well. Yeah, Helter Skelter's on it, which is one of my favorites. My, my old Tax band Man did a well. we did a cover of that. Yeah, Helter Skelter. Um, it's kind of when they got really that. weird, mm. and I yeah. like when they got really weird. They kind of like started experimenting more through music. It kind of allowed this other kind of sound to come into the music industry because they were so prominent at that stage that they really kind of started introducing different styles of music, like a lot of Eastern music that people would not have been used to hearing at all in Eastern mm. instruments and stuff like that, which was cool. Yeah, like using the sitar on yeah. stuff like Norwegian wood. and oh, it was just amazing. I love the Beatles. So the last time I saw you guys, you were preparing for your all-ages gig. So, at uh, Night of Songs with D. Cullen. Yeah. And obviously, Sinead, you're involved with that as well. How did that go? What was it like having an all-ages gig, actually? Oh, it was, it was brilliant. I love it. I, you don't get to do them much in Ireland because the ones in town, you have to pay mm. an extra, like, 1,500 quid to rent a venue for all ages. Really? Yeah. We, we remember we priced out. I won't name the venue, but just because of the security... And the alcohol uh, and everything. The, yeah. the alcohol stuff they they give you a a, a bigger fee. But uh, the the theatre and great zones are all ages for every show. So that's fantastic. It was brilliant. I'd like some of my students got to come. Oh, that's lovely. I had a little six year old student there, and one of my students it was her first ever gig, yeah. which was scary because I didn't want to be a really rubbish first gig. So meant yeah. you had to do a good show. I'd say it wasn't magical for everybody, especially 
kids being able to go to a gig like that is great would like because you never get to see kids at those kind of emerging artist gigs so it's nice they're able to like be there from the start of your journey now yeah it was lovely it was a really it was a really nice one how did you find it oh yeah i thought it was really strange because like everyone's listening yeah, so you've like, done so many gigs where you've been in like loud talk. pubs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, when we got in, like I missed the sound check, so it was just kind of like get up on the stage and like because it's a theater, all the lights, like you know when you're younger and you go onto a theater. Yeah. Like whereas a pub, like you can see everyone, or like a wedding, you can see everyone. Yeah. But like you're sat on stage and like I was doing the back vocals, so and I'm kind of like I can't see anyone and it's so quiet and it's like singing into a dark abyss yeah I can't describe it it's so strange but like the sound was amazing it's just such a different experience than playing in a pub yeah it is a, especially when you've been playing in a pub for so long and then you go back to that environment because yeah. like the three of us were sitting here now in a drama school that we probably were all on those stages when we were kids and yeah. when we went on them before it was like those big lights and it was just like it brings oh me my. back it makes yeah. me so happy though like it makes me realize why i started doing it and like yeah i don't know it's just it was really strange because in pubs you have to win over your audience mm -hmm. but like here you don't have to because everyone's already listening yeah they're so already there just, for you yeah it's, so then you get to really enjoy it and it's just so nice relaxing and like it. the actual theater is gorgeous there's the grand piano basically it's digital but it looks like a grand piano and uh yeah it was just so so nice to do something like that oh it's just a gorgeous night and we had um a singer called chloe burke as well who's, who okay. sings on that single all right that i had out so she came on and uh that, that single i had by the way everyone stream it <laughs> please <laughs> oh we'll, we'll be we'll, <laughs> give me some money <laughs> this is all about plugging yourself so drop drop <laughs> plug, that plug, plug. drop the name the whole time uh, this christmas <laughs> 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 Christmas is not just for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, it was a, she sang and and you sang and you did one of your own songs and yeah. she did one of oh, her own fantastic. songs. Fantastic. We kind of we, yeah, because it was a a sort of a nice intimate venue, a song party is what they called it. We sort of took a few liberties and and did some crazy things. We did some weird covers, and I did songs from I've been releasing music for 10 years now yeah I, first my, well, what was it 2016 so, was the new 52 album let me sleep yeah but even before that i had two albums out wow. as dara cullen now now i'm d yeah. cullen uh but i had the extra a or or agh back then what made you um, drop that actually was people, it just because you had people before? can't spell it that's like fair, really yeah. and i even i struggle with it there's two ors <laughs> there's a gh I was in school with four Daras and all four of us had a different spelling. So it was almost just going for the straight, kind of what be easiest to find online. Yeah, D, D felt right and there's a nice bit of mystery to it, I guess. Some, cool. You know. Yeah. At least people don't know your name. Well, I was going to say, at least people don't know your name. Well, Dara, <laughs> at least people don't know your name. <laughs> I don't mind people knowing the name. It's just uh, if if you can't spell it, you don't have to be embarrassed. You can just mm. type in D and there's no worries. There, there was a strange time in like September, October when Dara released All Right. So like there was all the radio stuff and everyone was saying, oh, hey, D and Jagna's hand. And I started calling you D. I started calling him D Cullen as well. So <laughs> it was so strange. Like we didn't use your name Dara for so long because it was just so much promo and just meeting so many people. One, so. of, the, one of Sinead's, well, two of Sinead's friends, they, uh, anytime she talks about me, they're always like, who's this Dara? Who are you talking about? It's, it's D Cullen only. <laughs> I only know D Cullen. Jasmine and Richie? No, uh, Charlotte and Keith. 
<laughs> I only know the artist. I yeah, no longer know the I, person. I, I hadn't met them because they were living in Canada when the single came out. And they heard the single before they met me. So they were like, D. Cullen is the only person I know. Dara Cullen does not exist in my world. It's D. Cullen only. That no. always made me laugh. <laughs> Still plugging away. But that, you had so much success with this like this single. You're on the Late Late Show. You're on Radio 1. Did you expect? this to happen like with kind of your first kind of step out as D Cullen going from Dara Cullen to the new 52 which gonna go back to that kind of going from this kind of rock pop feel and mm. then moving on and kind of when you did your late late show performance it was almost it was really soulful like it was really having the choir and you there the piano it just did you expect your song to kind of take off like this no not at all I, I now the I thought the single was good I was really happy with how mm. it came out. And our producer said, oh, that sounds like a radio hit. But I was like, nah, of course not. You never really assume. You just think maybe a few people will stream it and your mom and dad will like it. And that's about it. And um, what was the thing that you think kind of shot it off for you? The, I think the, m- maybe the message of the song, because I, I tend to write very sad depressing songs a lot of the time. And that one has a, a, more of an edge of positivity. Yeah. Um, it's very uplifting. I, I really enjoyed listening to oh, it. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. And then, if we're being all kind of businessy, I, I started working with a, a new PR person around that time who's just Brilliant. the best at her job. Her name's Emma Horney. And, uh, and I how did her you... a lot of stuff. She's brilliant. So th- I think that helped as well. It was a mix of like, she was able to push the song into places that mm. I wouldn't have been able to get to on my own. And then people picked up on the song. What made you get a PR person after like all these years of kind of working? Was it all these years of working by yourself and working with other people that made you think maybe getting someone in to help with the business side of it can help you creatively in a way? We uh, New 52 had used a PR person actually who's, who's brilliant as well. Anne-Marie Walsh is her name. Um, but she's kind of focusing on doing her own music at the minute. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was time for a change. And I met her through my producer, Boo who's worked with Emma a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's important in Ireland to, or just in general in, in, in music, to have someone in who your corner who, can, who has the connections. Because I'm, I'm just a musician. I don't really know how to do mm. the publicity side that much. I, I was saying as well to Dara, like after being in BIM, like you study all the business side, mm-hmm. like I would never, ever want to go into that. Mm-hmm. ever after doing it like seeing the music side and how like we can just be the musicians we don't have to you know pure ourselves and you know all that kind of stuff like people just organize it for you like people have their jobs and it's so nice just go in somewhere and just be musicians yeah and just be Honestly. able to express that creative side of yourself oh, yeah and like it's just so nice to not have to worry like everyone was so good to us like or tea the radio and like the show the tv show like it just it was just so nice i must ask yeah. actually what was it like being on the Late Late Show? Because I know as like from being a kid, it's always been a dream to be on the Late Late Show. And I, I had the chance once and to play saxophone and I saw the email too late and I was so Aww. irritated. It was all, it was heartbreaking. It's but a pity we didn't know each other because I, I needed two saxophone players. Well, so, now, uh, there you next go. Next time, next hopefully, time if here. we ever get it again. I don't <laughs> we, know you we will get it again. Positive, <laughs> positive thinking. You will get it again. Good vibes out to the universe. <laughs> well, what was it like going on going on the, the show and seeing that stage you've only ever seen on TV? Like, had you guys ever been on it before? 
Or was no, this your first time? Never been on it. I, it was it was amazing. I only got the call two days before the show. Wow. So th- it was the single launch actually was that night in Whelan's. We were kind of getting ready for that. Like I remember that day I was playing the bass for the first time, like my yeah. bass debut. And uh, like I was shitting it. Like <laughs> I, the whole day I was like, what if I, what if I, lose eyesight and I can't play it <laughs> what if my finger yeah, falls yeah. off <laughs> this, this is going to be hell and then Dara called me to tell me that we got it and then that whole night that whole day those three days were just a blur I was like okay like this is happening on Friday we can do the headline gig it'll be great but this is happening yeah. on Friday so uh I I say it was the the best day of my life really like I don't know if having a child will top it you know what I mean like <laughs> We've talked about, like, it's a close one. There's only <laughs> things that can top it. That's the thing. Well, it's something that we, we, we all, like, everyone in Ireland grows up watching the late, late and watching that stage. And everyone knows, can close their eyes and just picture the stage. So being on it must have been, like, very surreal. And I kind of, a, a big, like, step for you, as like, especially for the, the single, that to have that promotion on national TV. And being, so did you, do you think you had a lot of like a big up and streamings after that? Or streaming streams? Yeah, streams. streams. Yeah, def- it's definitely opened a lot of doors and we, we've gotten gigs out of it that we wouldn't have gotten. And uh, I'm working with a manager now that I definitely, I don't think would have mm. gotten without the late, late. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely in terms of visibility and stuff, it's definitely Helped you. brought things up a bit. It was such a great day though, wasn't it? Some of the, the funnier bits were the kind of practical bits. The director came to me and said, we want the choir and the horn section. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, i got to find 14 musicians right now <laughs> in two days. So I messaged every single person I knew who could vaguely sing. I was like, you're free Friday. Late, late show, you're free Friday. We got, we scrambled our 11-piece choir and then a maid of mine played sax and then their house sax player then your voice went and then my voice went your that was the other thing went. oh here's a story oh so, my gosh see no one knows this I don't know if you I think it's great I think it's a great I story it. publicly yeah are you okay to say it publicly yeah it's fun it's cool so the Wednesday we had the gig kind of hung around Whelan's for quite a while afterwards and there's nowhere to go in Whelan's except that smoking yeah. area yeah it was really cold a lot of I'd sung a lot. Place. Yeah, and I don't smoke or drink or anything, but, you know, secondhand smoke. Yeah, it's still going to dry you out. And, like, the adrenaline of a show, so, like, your immune system and all is, like, probably coming down after yeah. all that work. So I know the Thursday morning I was kind of ill a little bit, but I was, it was like, grand, it'll be fine. And then I was teaching during the Thursday. Yeah. And being, I was telling all the kids, like, guess, guess what, I'm on the telly tomorrow. Watch me, please. But as the day went on, my voice started getting croakier and croakier. <gasps> By the end of the day, I couldn't really talk. Oh, no. And I was like, it'll be grand tomorrow morning. I wake up, it'll be fine. Woke up on Friday morning, gone. Couldn't speak, let alone sing. So we were like, I was pummeling honey into my yeah. throat. And I remember like you told me and I went over to Dara's house and I was like, it's fine. I was like, it's grand. No problem. Be we're we're going to fix like, it. Like literally just so, so calm. Like, no one, it was like. It was like uh, Voldemort, like no one spoke about it on yeah. the day. Like we were like, yeah, it's grand. It's like, grand. No it's problem. There. Like yeah. literally Dara was like, <sighs> like, like, <sighs> and like singing, you couldn't even sing. But then the, we did the sound check at like three and I could sing enough yeah. to get by. And I was like, ah, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. Straight after the sound check, the voice went again. And I was like, oh God. And then a half hour before it just came back. 
with uh, no worries. Now th- there was I you can tell if you watch it back. I'm not hitting some of the high notes. I let the choir do some of the higher bits. I like the like t- hearing this story and thinking back of listening to the performance. I would not have. I would not have thought that you had anything wrong with your voice That's, at all. It's funny because a lot of people said that and, yeah. and I listened back and I can really hear it. Well, I've got there's even a, there's, this is a secret, but there's a, well, it's not a secret because it's on the performance. There's a crack at the end of the song. And when it happened in the studio, I was like, oh no, oh, I ruined everything. I ruined my moment. And then, and then I watched it back two minutes later and uh, it just sounded like a sort of Joe Cocker. Yeah. So it like so full guttural <laughs> noise moved your body as well with the noise so it was like so like yeah. motion yeah but I I know that it was me trying to hit a high note that I just couldn't get but and my voice went no you're not doing that one but that's the thing like you adapted and that's the biggest thing and you like you went for it anyway and that's that's why I always say to singers kind of just like the biggest thing is don't let your own head get involved because your subconscious brain has so much more to do with your voice than you think it hmm. and I think by you Sinead coming in and being like it's fine everything's fine and keeping everything in a really kind of chilled and relaxed level definitely definitely had something to do with because imagine if she was going around running around like a headless chicken all day being like oh my god your voice is gone your voice is gone you'd be freaking out yeah your voice would just tense up so kind of keeping that calm and like all the all the good. choir were like a few that were taking the mickey out of me being like ah shut up Darren stop talking yeah, turkey. <laughs> I think everyone was in just such a good mood. Like, I don't think anyone has ever been that buzzed before. Like, we knew your voice is gone, but like at the same time, it was like it's grand. We're here. Yeah, like, we're about to do it. You'll be fine. And we also had a chemist in the, the dressing room. Like, all of us were like this. Like, loads of different concoctions, which helped, and the steamer. <laughs> oh yeah, the steamer. Oh, steamer uh, is a girl's best friend. Singer's best friend. I want my steamer back. It's, it's still in my room from that from that show. You can you can take. I think about my steamer. You can you can just bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> you can just I'm not take. like I'm not hiding it. You, you know where it is. But it was lovely though. In the, like everyone in the performance, I, I've played in millions of bands as we mm. all have over the last 10, 15 years. And I think I had someone from every band I've ever oh, been in. Oh, that's so nice. In Bringing the choir and stuff. And it was like, my sister was on drums, you know, loving my life on bass. Oh. Uh, I had a cousin in oh the choir. God. and Can we just stop? Can we just stop? This is why I want you guys for the Valentine's Day episode. That was adorable. Oh, okay. That's very cute. But I, what I actually like, why I wanted to get the two of you in, because I know you've been doing a D. I'll call you D. D Cullen has been doing a lot of like promos. I think you've been doing a lot of interviews yourself, but you guys work fantastically together and your voices work really, really well together. And just looking at both of your past histories, seeing you, you've gone through so many bands and you've released so many different things. And in 2019, when your band broke up, you were straight back on the horse, but you had to like re almost kind of reimagine yourself. And then you almost went through something similar but different. You had to reimagine yourself as an artist because after you, Sinead, you finished BIM, it was almost like you were saturated. And I, I totally understand that feeling. So what was it for you? What was it like for you when you came out of college and was just the whole thing of was mu- music was just too much at that stage? And you kind of had to take a, a step back to bring yourself back into it. So like... My whole thing was, I guess, in BIM, I felt like I lost my identity a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like, especially doing songwriting, it's definitely the best course. And, you know, like, there's so many people in that course that I've heard songs that will never be heard because they're not doing anything. And, like, 
they are just the best songs. So, mm-hmm. like, I think when you see everybody playing, mm-hmm. you kind of start, you know, like, adapting your style to their style. And, like, yeah. you just really lose yourself. And, like, what I kind of realized only in, within the last six months is that I play music based on my emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't really want it to be good or bad. I will literally write songs about how angry I am. It's yeah. like, I don't want to say I'm a very angry person, but as Dara knows, like, just I only write when I'm angry. That's yeah. kind of it. Or like, I've written you three songs now that are all very lovely and nice, and that's the only nice songs. You're like I've a written. super emotion person. Yeah. you have to be like have be in very kind of super emotional state to write. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like I won't write for like weeks or months, and then I'll just sit down. But anyways, so like by the time Bim had ended, I had also kind of ended. Like I just did not know what I really was doing. Mm-hmm. I left Bim, and then I moved to Canada. Wow. And when I moved to Canada. It was like kind of watching all my BIM friends do stuff as I lived in Canada. Yeah. And that was brilliant. I was with my best friends. I was with Eilish. Mm-hmm. And that was great. But we also weren't singing together either. So um, by the time I came back from Canada, I went back to my college job. And like, I was just so up in the air. Like, yeah. so, so up in the air that I didn't even have time to think about music. So then I got offered to support someone in July 2018. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm yep. going to do it. Go I have it. four or five songs from college, like written or wrote so many songs. And I was like, fuck it. I can definitely put five together. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I did them. I play guitar as well. So like that was really tough because I hadn't even picked up my guitar. Like my guitar was in the shed for three years. Wow. Like I genu- like during BIM, mm-hmm. like I just stopped playing. And um, like nothing, it was all me. Like it was all my kind of thing. Like, but um yeah, once that happened, then like, I kind of got the mojo back. And then Ailish was like, let's start singing again together. And the ball just started rolling. And then I asked Dara to play guitar for me in, was it 2018? It was. It was November. Uh, it was. Yeah, November yeah. 2018. It was. It was a solo gig, November 2018. It's in my notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, then you know what? Like, honestly, like, I don't want to be big, like, kind of like all cute but genuinely if I did not have Dara I definitely wouldn't be here I would not be here like you are just the biggest inspiration the biggest support like everything like even before you came in there like I'm a bit hyper because we were doing a gig tomorrow and like Dara was playing one of my songs just picked it up like that as usual and like you just yeah you just make me want to be the best and keep going so um I don't know if I didn't have Dara I don't know where I'd be that's really nice to see like two creatives kind of working together and really just supporting each other because working with people when especially when it comes to music can sometimes be a little bit difficult especially when it's in your own music because it's something that's very personal to you and bringing in someone else trying to get someone's opinion on something that's very personal to you can be hard anyway but then when you bring in someone who's a significant other who you can be even more honest with who that that thing of kind of tiptoeing around the truth of being like oh well maybe this could be sound like this no you'll just go straight and you'll just say it to them how have you found that with writing with each other and working with each other have you like has it caused I'm not like I was looking at you guys now obviously any (laughs) argument that has happened has has been long forgotten but has it ever been a a point where it's kind of like oh my god okay just let's just step away for a second and let's just remember where who we are yeah I can see by the laughing there definitely has been (laughs) so I would just like to put out I am brutally honest I'm so honest and sometimes it comes across very harsh and that's what I would like to say on my behalf (laughs) before I'm gonna give this to you now I I think we uh we work in very different ways actually I find 
So I'm I. It's weird because it's not. This is not how I am in real life. But I'm very impatient in the studio. Yeah. And very patient in life. And then Sinead is very impatient in life, but very patient in the studio. So, so yin and yang, you like kind of figure out each other's weaknesses and support that. Yeah. So I mean, we I mean we work great together live. I find like it's always really easy. Um, I've th- we've had one or two. I was gonna say bust ups. That's very dramatic. It's okay. I actually like. I actually think it's fine talking about the bust ups because we're fine now. Well, I yeah. don't have their bust ups because I'm. I just I just like having a sulk. We pull we pull it through a few straps. That's what I'd say. Like we're recording my single at the moment together, just the two of us. Amazing! That is actually fantastic news. That I'm so, so cool. excited to hear that you're Thanks. bringing out music. That's really oh exciting. God, I'm so excited, and I'm so lucky to have like Dart playing it. Like honestly, so talented as a musician. Like just so great but there was definitely like i'd be very like anal about things so i'd say to Dara, like can you just do that one little second again and I, I don't know i think you like working quick in the studio i also i i'm very fond of having mistakes in songs yeah so like all right as an example the, the vocals like out of tune at points it's not i mean it's not massively out of tune but it kind of shows that kind of realness to it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't mind like a little a, a drum hit being slightly ahead of the beat, or you know, gives like, that kind of more of a live feeling. You kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that it's different types of music. My stuff is definitely more folk, kinda, rocky, and then folk, rock, pop and princess. Pop princess, that's pop it. Princess. Now I will not use auto tune. Oh god, well, I you would have no re- reason for auto tune. Thank you. I think it would just make your voice bad but because I your think voice she is. is if you've got like an auto tune kind of in your throat somewhere yeah. <laughs> everything sounds great anyway so it doesn't matter i wanted to use autotune until what? dara convinced me not to don't ever that's how much don't. my mind i was like it has to be perfect no. like everything has to be perfect but it doesn't because yeah. then that's not normal like mm-hmm. it's not real well think about this way the the songs that have come out recently the, the big stars at the moment are the likes of like let's look at like adele you know, Adele's singing technique was so bad that she ended up getting nodules on her throat, you know, and she had to go through months of speech therapy you and vocal therapy. singing wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, you can hear her technique, like, badly, kind of, like, just certain cracks. Uh, you could see that she was a lot at the end of the end of her phrases. She was kind of running out of air and stuff like that. This was, like, back when she released 21. Um, and then now Lewis Capaldi coming out. He doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, but it's but what these singers have is the emotion the when they passion. sing. And you can hear it. You can hear the minute someone starts singing, if you can close your eyes and you can hear their emotion, that's what people latch on to. Yeah. And you'll lose that with autotune. Yeah. I I actually feel like autotune's kind of going out of vogue. Yeah. I think everything is a cycle, but I know, I'll, Billie Eilish is obviously the biggest pop mm. star on the planet now. And I read something that, or saw something that they refuse to use yeah. pitch correction, unless it's something like Bury a Friend where it's a very obvious vocoder. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. yeah so unless it's an effect they don't use it just to fix mistakes they just make her record until she's got it nailed yeah. mm-hmm. again though her voice is always auto-tuned it feels like because she's just on the Perfect. money every time mm-hmm. yeah. i think she's been at this for so long that she kind of knows exactly what she wants she also has a very very high voice really high voice for a lot of males uh female singers nowadays are really going down and pitches mm. like a lot a lot more altos coming out nowadays than before um and Breach. a lot more yeah like Breach. it's great <laughs> i'm loving it it's i love being the alto with me and Irish. like yeah. strong strong alto oh i love it <laughs> she's a very strong surprise <laughs> she can sing so high that she won't stop she'll keep going like whistle tones kind of creeping up into there. Yeah. I'm just like this at her, like, <laughs> I'll take the oh. low note. 
no i just kind of those those alto lines in school choirs was like how great they're how great thou art <laughs> like just like those awful awful lines that would just like choral chanting or yeah something. oh god the alto lines always be dreadful and now i'm hearing like especially for musical theater numbers and stuff that you have a lot more altos alt big alto numbers coming in which is great now people are a lot more focusing on belt than kind of that twangy soprano voice which is nothing wrong with soprano twangy, twangy soprano voice i love it in zeta manzel um but it is nice to get get on more groundwork for our ladies like ourselves with those oh, nice low voices i didn't voices. know you were an alto now Heather. oh yeah can you hear my voice Jeez, I, the amount of Americans turn around to me like, oh my God, your voice is so low. I'm like, no, darling, you're just really, really high. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of spinning it as yeah. well. <laughs> but yes, we, we, don't, uh, we don't actually kill each other, just so everybody knows. It's a uh, very I, healthy argument. I think we, we literally had one soak. And I think it was over the Christmas song that we wrote. Was it that? too but like the thing is are we gonna have a d cullen and sinead christmas song 2020 oh, is that in the there's works one, there's one out on our instagrams but it's there's, only a, on instagram. there's a demo version on instagram if you scroll back and it's on saint 2020 come on let's have recorded one on I spotify want to do, like this is like a little secret for all the listeners uh i'm doing a christmas ep next year i'm doing it that song a classic cover my christmas song and then another one yeah I will happily write a Christmas tune with you. I'd actually love that. that would I mean, be it could class. be an album and then there could be just, more. Just get it. loads and loads of people. All There's the musicians no of Dublin's me. Christmas. Like I literally turned to Dara in November and was like, so it's another Christmas song for the year. Yeah, Dara, so you've been doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're great. It was very 50-50. Like, actually, that's another thing. I never co-wrote with anyone before. Mm. I was so scared. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, I'm not doing it. And like, there you go. We literally just wrote it together and like just so easy. We've actually co-written a bunch now, but uh, this is one thing I do and uh, I've been called out in it before. If you're in a band with me, I will record everything you do and I <laughs> may steal it. And I do that because because we spend so much time together now, you'll start singing the melody or doodling around the piano and I'll just get the little phone recorder out and record it. <laughs> and more often than not, I find that a tune around it mm. so we've co-written about four or five songs but that's the only real 50 50 one everything else is just me either being like i'm stuck can you help me on this course or me stealing <laughs> an idea that you forgot you had and it's then i go because i'm like oh co-wrote it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i was i was in a session yesterday which was a tune that me and you wrote together but i i completely forgot about it and like, it was just from... when you heard it again you're like oh wait that that's Still don't remember. Still, <laughs> like I still I remember the hook, yeah. but I didn't remember that I chose the chords underneath that. I had to tell her what her because she was like, I I don't want to credit on this. I didn't do anything on this, and I was like, well, you wrote, you came up with the title, you wrote the chorus and the lyrics, and you came up with the yeah, you came up with the hook. So it, she, it was like, it's a 50-50. And you were like, oh, okay. Have you sure. found that? We don't think that's 50-50. <laughs> well, oh, of course it's it. repeated so much. Just take it. Take it and run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, pay it, we'll pay it back. Maybe give me a 50 we'll on something I didn't do. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll go on a nice holiday no matter what. <laughs> yeah, be great. Your money's going to be pulled together anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> so have you found that working together with, like, Sinead has always been huge into harmonies. And you've always been a really good ear for harmonies but Dara is quite the accomplished guitar player and like you are able to pick up things really quickly in guitar have you found that like 
while working together maybe i don't know this is maybe i might i've just been overthinking this because i've been following you guys your like your career is kind of on instagram the likes i've been seeing a lot more when you're like a few videos you've been put up it's the guitar is getting a little bit more more intricate and even with all right like having the whole choir and stuff like that was was have like bringing in a lot more harmonies and stuff into your work is that has that been inspired by dating someone who's big into harmonies and has your guitar player playing come up because you've seen how he's been playing i've, I've definitely fallen in love with harmonies or i i'm not great at picking out harmonies i have to really push myself mm. to do it whereas you're a natural harmonist you can just pick harmonies out of anywhere so I, I found I'm I'm working even harder now. And I'm recording some new songs at the minute where I've been putting the huge effort into getting the backing vocals right. And I think a lot of that is because I'm just around you singing harmonies all day long. So it's it's been... That's been nice for me. I don't know how you found the guitar. Um, mm, guitar... I feel like we have very different styles of guitar. Like... Do you know what? It would be more chords mm. with Dara. One million percent has affected my songwriting. The way you play, yeah, the way he plays guitar because all these different chords that then bring out different melodies. Yeah. And just instruments as well. I don't know. You've definitely influenced me. Like, you've made me want to be a better chord person. A better chord. Well, when, when you are playing, especially when you're kind of, uh, as a singer, you kind of focus around the melody, you kind of always kind of fall into the same chord patterns i know like that's oh, why i do yeah. i'm talking to other singers it's very easy that when you when your mind is focused around a melody you really go for it but when you have kind of have something else as your first instrument like dara with the guitar you kind of look at chords and how oh this chord could sound different so let's try and mess it up and then get he literally that. did that like before you came in with that song <laughs> i showed you oh really? he was like i can hear a different chord there yeah and then we were doing the latin mm. latino Oh, yeah, we've got, oh, yeah, we've got yeah. the 2021 Despacito coming out of this little <laughs> drama school, just let everyone know. Uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. It's <laughs> fun. That the, the melody versus chords thing is interesting. I always bring it back to the Beatles because that's, uh, that's my first love. But uh, I, I know McCartney was always a melody first guy. Yeah. And Lennon was always a chords first guy. And you can really hear it uh, when you listen to their music, individual yeah. songs like McCartney's melodies are the things that really drive it yeah. whereas Lennon you can tell the melodies tend to be a little bit more insular and the chords are the things that go all over the place yeah so I feel like you're the you're the McCartney here so you've got another Lennon. McCartney and Lennon even though I like McCartney more I'd, I'd be melody like I'm a very like melody person yeah like I'd write the melody first and then I'd put chords underneath that mm. but if it's something that like I'd be very like if it's a topic that I'd be very like passionate about the lyrics would just kind of naturally come out yeah i guess but like it would be melody and then chords whereas mm. you are you were i'm definitely i knew on guitar and then and find piano, something to fit and over i sing over it yeah. i although i write lyrics first a lot more now the influence coming in there yeah um, maybe that that's also partly boo who who produces oh, my yeah. stuff boo Hurdin, he's a great lyricist and uh he's maybe kind of want to push myself harder mm. i know all right i wrote the lyrics first i wrote them on the bus oh that's nice it's coming home from uh like mission impossible six or something <laughs> in dunleary and uh great movie please go see it it's very funny so have you ever noticed that tom cruise has a tooth directly in the center of his face 
No, but that's going to change how I'd see I'm him. I'm going to show you a picture later. He has a tooth line. literally directly in the center of his face. He, you know how like, the rest of us yeah, have like yeah. the two either side? Yeah, he has one tooth. It's like if you drew a line down his face, it would just be like... He's he's really frightened me recently because they, they halted... This is complete well, random we, we'll subject. We'll totally bring ourselves back. <laughs> he, uh, he, he halted filming on mission impossible 7 because he doesn't want to get the coronavirus and they were going to film in venice where it's it's breaking out and if he can't handle coronavirus there's there's no hope for any of us have you seen those movies he's hanging off planes yeah he, he holds his breath his underwater on he broke his one. ankle and he, they, he kept running it's yeah. in the movie you see the ankle like twist yeah it's and he really keeps going gross. it's re- like and then apparently he halved the recovery time yeah just by being tom cruise yeah he was back doing stunts like in half Six the weeks time. after when yeah. you're supposed to have three months recovery. But if he can't handle coronavirus... Then the rest all, of us are just just, down. Yeah. We're going down. Oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, that's <laughs> back to, to music. Tom Cruise, though. Love him as an actor. Not too fat of a person. But as yeah, an actor, of, let's be fair, he's a great actor. Scientology stuff is a bit shady. Yeah. You kind but of those Mission Impossible movies are... Oh no! I I went. Oh, I think I went to go see like the fourth one, maybe the fourth or fifth one, and I, you probably know which one it is because it was like it was a fight scene at a car park, and it was like load. They were being tossed over the place, and there was one point where, like, they'd already like beaten the crap out of each other and like stab wounds and all this stuff, and it, so Tom Cruise was literally thrown off one like story of the car park and landed on his back on another car and got up and someone in the cinema literally screamed out will you just die already because (laughs) like everyone started laughing because it was such a long fight scene it was kind of like what is going on like how are they still going it's madness that reminds me of the new star wars oh stop (laughs) i haven't even seen i'm not even allowed to see it and only star wars that i will ever i had a i think i had a panic attack about an hour and a half into it because i was like this is never so I was like I was going to close my eye like one of the characters dies and it's so dramatic and then they're just back to life what and it's like mate if you're dead then you can't come back yeah like, it's kind of it like my heart is broken and now it's not I'm not put back together for you so um I was like this I went to Dara's family so like it was so lovely but I was like this to Dara poking him and I was like fuck me like I cannot be here anymore <laughs> so loud and oh God, I, I love you so much but i really hated that movie <laughs> i'm so sorry i didn't i didn't like it much I, and i'm a i'm a nerd i'm a big star wars fan yeah but uh, it's, uh, have you I, seen the originals like four five and six no. she's Watch seen them. none of them i've seen nothing okay the, i don't really four, five, watch and six TV. are actually really good i haven't seen the mission impossibles i have really have not seen tom cruise and anything like i don't really watch movies like dars you're really good on pop culture fantastic but man for a pub doing. quiz man for a pub quiz oh, yeah. music and tv and film is my specialty yeah me my family are a great pub quiz team because my dad and brother are really good at sports my mom's really good at literature uh i'm really good at music and tv and film you see your general knowledge head in there my dad's really good at general knowledge and my sister elaine and then my my sister eve is good at current affairs weirdly yeah. she's 14 <laughs> she's 14 well, she's really, like, she's really, she's kind of, you know, the sustainable queen in That's the house. The, and she she knows days. what's happening politically now. Yeah. She's brilliant. I came in the other day to his house and she was like, Sinead, that's not a reusable cup. Like I was holding <laughs> that, so, you know, I remember that, and I was like, you know what, Eve, you're right. That is not a reusable cup. Yeah. What am I doing? Uh, what a good. I uh, I started driving girl. again recently, and she was like, Jarrett, you know, it's great that you're doing it, but are you sure you want to get another car? Are you sure about your carbon footprint? And I was like, oh, I'll probably take mom's for a bit. 
we'll share. And she was like, that's good. That makes me feel better. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Oh, it's, it's pretty mad though how young kids are getting like so involved now and are so aware of what's going on. Like you probably know, you're both teachers. So mm. like seeing your kids, like just seeing them, how quick they they grow up, like how, how quick they have to grow up because every everything that's happening in the world is really thrown at them now. I think and maybe in the future, I think that might almost do something to creativity with children because they're well, almost I feeling like almost too saturated by information that a lot of the music's coming out now is very electronic. I wonder if that's maybe something to do with it that people are trying to escape I think, uh, the reality. I think Billie Eilish is a great example of the fact she came out at 13 and by 15 she was writing amazing songs. When I was writing songs at 15, a lot of them were just about how girls didn't fancy me. And that was it. That's all I had to write about. Yeah. I didn't have anything. Whereas she, because we have access to every piece of information that you could ever want now, Billie Eilish's sort of database is much bigger than mine was 10 years ago when I was 15. So I think younger people are capable of making much more like long-lasting music, music now. Deeper music, yeah. yeah. Although then there's the argument of kind of you taking away their years of just being oblivious and childlike and should we save all those deeper music and deeper meanings for later on in life yeah you know. it's a hard one and it's tough as well being in the internet age because we're, we're so new to it i mean it's only been 20 years and i think that's the the reason and the problem instagram mm -hmm. oh like my everyone God, has yeah. instagram like all the kids do and like you can look up a hashtag and you'll find anything mm -hmm. like you'll find current fairs yeah. you'll find stuff that you shouldn't see and like you'll, you'll see stuff that you don't understand I, I see stuff that you don't understand yeah so like if you're imagine being 14 <laughs> or like younger like some kids are nine that have instagram i think it'll be as the years go on we'll kind of as a species we'll know how to deal with it a little bit better yeah. it's like anything i mean when tv came out Anyone who was a radio person was like, like this is, is the this? death yeah. of humanity. And now TV's fine and there's loads of brilliant shows yeah. like Breaking Bad and stuff. <laughs> and uh, like the internet will be the same, I think. And then there'll probably be a new thing yeah. where we're like, bring us back our Instagram. This new thing is the devil's work. TikTok. <laughs> no, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, now like Facebook. Facebook was the was... sort of rebellious youth thing. And now that's where your, your granny... And you're like, and actually, live. my granny, I'm talking specifically about my granny. That's sure. where my granny just keeps in touch with me is through <laughs> Facebook. And then Instagram is where all the cool people are. <laughs> and then Instagram will become a kind of nice, safe place and TikTok will be dangerous. And there'll always be something new, I think. Yeah. And we'll just learn how to deal with. But from being like you're talking about Instagram there and you're saying that you can look up a hashtag and find anything. And it's, it's Instagram and all these things have been great for the music industry because it's really allowed people to put their music out there. But from both of kind of your backgrounds, from someone who was like continuously releasing music and someone who kind of had their sabbatical there, do you think that there's a lot more kind of pressure on artists now to be constantly creative because there's you can constantly be sharing your creativeness. You can constantly be sharing your art. So when there's a stagnancy there and when there's a kind of a weight there, it's it's way more obvious that there's a weight because people can go on your on your Instagram and be like, oh, sh she or he hasn't posted in this amount of time therefore i'm just going to unfollow them or something like that so do you think that, that these new social medias are actually 
starting to kind of put a pressure on musicians like the likes of Jack Garrett who went missing for four years because he couldn't handle the pressure of it and the like Adele and Ed Sheeran all of these people go on sabbaticals there because they're like okay I need a break I need to just step away from this for a minute because it's getting too much you know like the whole need of constantly creating can get a bit overwhelming have you found that yourselves it's uh I mean I I write a lot anyway mm. so it kind of suits me and there's I think there's some artists where that schedule would see it in the 60s bands would often the the contract would be two albums and four separate singles because you weren't allowed to have singles on mm-hmm. your albums they were seen as like yeah the singles uh, were the singles the yeah album yeah was the album so that was about those 30 something songs you had to release every yeah. year whereas people now kind of have to do 15 it's not i think it's i mean it's a lot of work mm-hmm. but if you're a naturally creative yeah person i think that kind of suits I, I would disagree. Okay. Yeah. From a more Instagram background. So yeah. like I I knew you didn't disagree on this question, I'm honest. I'm, I was excited <laughs> for this question because I wanted to see the two sides of it. I'm I'm disagreeing more on posts. Like Yeah. Yeah, you can you can write music all the time and then you record the music and that takes a long time. But it's more being visibly creative. So like on Instagram people are constantly watching you. So like for example, I posted today. Mm-hmm. Last time I posted was besides from your gig the first of January. Yeah, so that was like nearly two months, mm-hmm. and like I kind of started feeling a little. How do I describe it? Like before in 2019, I'd post a lot trying to build up my followers. Yeah, and to be fair, I built it up like 400 followers, which is wow, quite good. That's like it's quite good, like just yeah. by putting up singing videos and ha- using the right hashtags. But you kind of become a little bit obsessed with it, and like you kind of start looking up what hashtags are best, and I just think it's so wrong. Like mm. it's. It's not like it is like natural, I guess, because the right like people do follow you that are into it. But like, I didn't post then from January to now, and I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a fucking shit because I was like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think like with Adele and Jack Garrett, like I can completely understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, I just think like you just have to be really strong-minded. Yeah, like you really just have to be like, I don't give a shit. Like you don't deserve for me to be posting stuff mm. all the time for your entertainment mm. so like i wouldn't post like as often now because i don't have the time and i don't care like i've lost a lot of followers because i haven't posted in two months i don't give a shit yeah like, it's like this is my art and you want it to speak for itself you you don't yeah. want the instagram post to speak for you it's the music that you release is what's going to speak for you that's what i think and like i think if the post is good enough it'll be like sustainable like i don't think i think what you post is more important than how frequent you post yeah like, I do understand people will go, like, months without posting and it is kind of boring. Like, even I'd be like, oh, where'd that person go? Mm-hmm. But, like, you kind of just have to respect people and understand that, like... Everyone has a, diff- a life going on outside of their Instagram life. Yeah, it's a, f- it's a fake world. Like, yeah. it's almost 50-50 real world and online world now. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of the, the music aspect as well, it, as long as the... It's the same. As long as the quality is good, it doesn't matter how long you take, really. So someone like Hosier took four years off between first album and second album, and second albums made him bigger than ever because it's brilliant and it's yeah. kept the quality up. And Adele's taken she years takes about five years between. between every album, mm. and every album gets better and better. So you're, you're kind of allowed to take those breaks. Like, songs age. Remember talking about that? Like a song will age, mm-hmm. and it will age well or it'll age bad. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. Like. You know, there's some songs that are released and like two weeks past and then you're like, oh, that song. And yeah. I, you know, that way kind of like you some kind of songs get better yeah. the older they are. Yeah. Like in terms of 
Instagram posts and everything. I think that's just the thing that that's just the promotional tool. And no matter what, as long as the songs are great, it doesn't matter how you use the. Obviously, you have to use the promotional tool well, mm-hmm. but I don't think. I think there people feel the pressure to post all the time and and mm. post daily and hit the right hour so that people. Get yeah, so that's the big it. thing. But yeah. I actually think if the song is good enough, people will come to you. Yeah. So in a world full of quantity, we should be leaning more towards quality. I think so. Yeah. 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 And especially now because there's such an overload of. Oh, I think a saturated. few years ago, everyone was like, "We got to post two times a day, and it's got to be this, it's got to be that." Whereas now, I think people are getting a little bit sick of that. So I think the cycle is going more towards just quality posts yeah and, quality and then that's maybe it. that's how like tiktok comes around because like tiktok is such a joke like it's so much fun mm-hmm. i'd say like it's just become so serious and serious on instagram that you just crack yeah and, and you then you just need like a loose. fun loose outlet like probably maybe maybe that's why tiktok happened but well i don't look. know <laughs> i'm not the <laughs> tell me darling <laughs> <laughs> why well i've been keeping you here for a while and i know you both working all day because you both are teachers and session singers and musicians and producers and you you both kind of keep yourselves busy in multiple different areas so I want you to use this time before I I don't know if you've heard of our desert island discs so I'm going to ask you guys (laughs) five albums or songs you can choose between an album or songs I know some people prefer albums some people prefer songs oh my god Sinead just looks like she's about to freak out you've, you've turned into a puddle on the floor she's like <laughs> Dara's like yes I'm I can ready. do it bring I'm, it on bring I'm it on <laughs> you're uh, yeah I'm pretty sure I just saw your shadow leave the door like um but before that I want to use this time to promote yourself so you have a gig this weekend you're, you're uh you're, and besides um your last single that came out, you've Rising Tides, which is the kind of the newer one, bit more of a rockier feel. Hmm. So people can find that on Spotify, and is it just kind of like every kind of normal streaming platform is where yeah, where you're at any anywhere digital, yeah, you can find it. Excellent. And but you guys are gigging this weekend in Bellobar. Yes. Oh, I'm this Friday. Excellent. Um, charity night in Bellobar, so we're doing my set acoustically. And then on the Saturday, we're doing a D. Cullen set supporting. Uh, join me in the pines. Fantastic. <laughs> you're in with Join Me in the Pines and then you're working on Friday as well. And you're saying there you're recording uh, you're recording your first single. So yes. Sinead, so when, when's your hopings of getting that out? I constantly say two months. <laughs> so the last time someone asked me was two weeks ago and I said two months. Hopefully March or April. Like I would Fantastic. love to have it out before summer. So yeah, once that one goes out, then the ball will be rolling. So it's called Thinking About You and it'll be out hopefully in March or April. Brilliant. And Dara, or D. Cullen, as D. Cullen Music, D. what Cullen. is the next on the scene for you? Big, the big thing's the tour. So we're doing a full band tour. It's Sinead on drums, uh, Connor from... Sinead oh, on no, drums. You're not on drums. Sinead on bass. <laughs> you gotta learn it. Uh, no, Sinead on bass, uh, Connor, who's in Sick Love, amazing band, and he was in the New 52 with me. He's on guitar. My sister on drums, Elaine. He's better than everyone. Doesn't practice and she's better than all of us. <laughs> Ridiculous. She's yeah. one of those naturally gifted people. She's so gifted. She plays drums in my band too. Oh, no, yeah. my, my, I have a little sister like that. Um, she's, besides being like this phenomenal singer, like she's so good. She's a, such a good singer. She's a great actress. She can play the drums. Uh, she can play piano. She can play guitar. And then now she's after getting an international makeup license and you're just like... 
do you want to just leave something? Do you want to say that? And then she's like, she's like, oh, I'm Heather's little sister. It's like, I feel like Hazel's big sister. <laughs> like, like this is, no, she's fantastic. And it's great. It, it's always mad. It, it's nice to see like so, someone in your family that you can kind of get involved in stuff like that. Like I love singing with my sister and getting a, getting a family member involved is always great. And always like a lover involved as well. It's even better than that. It's great. My band is my girlfriend, my sister, and my best friend, which is it's a great that lineup. That seems a great lineup. It's brilliant. Yeah, we all and we we just all got on brilliant. Have a laugh. And like no one in my family is musical. Like no one sings, no one plays anything. So it's like so good to come here and then be in the musical Cullen world, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our our tour is we're playing Wheelands on March twenty eighth. Then we're playing. Uh, Winthrop Avenue in Cork on April 2nd and Roisin Dove Galway April 4th brilliant so if, if you live anywhere near there get your tickets now It'll fantastic and to find you both on Instagram and Facebook it's Machine Machine oh my god I was <laughs> just trying to say the two words that could be a new that could be a new name um, Sinead McConville M-C-C-O-N-V-I-L-L-E on Instagram and Facebook and D Cullen C-U-L-L-E-N on Facebook and Instagram to find both of these lovely people's amazing music. Uh, you guys work so well together and it's so nice to interview you just to see how well not only you work together but how how much you are in love with each other. It's very, Aww, very cute. Oh, that's so cute. Um, <laughs> so sweet. I'm going to vomit. Um, <laughs> I'm actually leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> so, last thing. Five songs or albums. You are about to be picked up by a helicopter outside. They're going to pick you up and bring you out to an island separately. So you're not even going to have each other to have fun with. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Sinead's like, yes! Finally! <laughs> five minutes to myself. Um, so you have five songs or albums to bring with you. I'm going albums because songs are it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Green Day, American Idiot. Great album. Brilliant. That Great was my album. first kind of uh, introduction to Rock. That was your awakening. That was my awakening. Me and Elaine, my sister, we both well, I bought an electric guitar and uh, she bought drums after that album. Blew her minds. All the rock opera stuff, the yeah. nine minute songs. Uh, I'm going to go Revolver by the Beatles. I think that's right. my favourite yeah. Beatles album. Kind of very guitar-y, psychedelic. There you are, Keen. Someone else is on the same page as you, Keen. Uh, my oh, boyfriend yeah. and our the making it music sound engineer the lovely man who edits all these podcasts for me because i'm too busy and can't do it um he's an absolute legend and he is the same he loves that album and he's like why doesn't anyone realize that this is the best beatles album why because i know because pepper gets all the love yeah but revolver was the year before that set them on the path it's an amazing album mm. uh i'm gonna go i know this is a cop out but foo fighters greatest hits because they're my favorite band and i love the hits they're a great singles band. I'm going with that. Uh, Benfold's Five, Whatever and Ever, Amen. Do you, I don't know if you you know that band because I've made you listen to them hundreds of times. I think I've, I think I've heard like one or two of their songs on the mix of. Yeah, so yeah. Ben Folds is an amazing yeah. songwriter, piano player. The band was piano, bass, and drums, mm. but the bass player played with a big muff distortion pedal, and the drummer played like a '90s grunge drummer. So it was Excellent. like punk rock meets. It's like Power Trio. Power Trio. It's like Hendrix, but if Hendrix played sort of musical songs. Sounds good. That's good to me. (laughs) That's that's one of my favourite albums of all time. And then fifth and final, I'm going to go my friend Scott Moore, who's an incredible musician, and he's the 
reason I play guitar because he Aww. played at my communion. Uh, he's a friend of my dad's and a friend of mine now. But he played my communion with his friend Rob. They played Beatles songs. And I took the communion money and I bought an acoustic guitar. That's so with the sweet. Money. So I, his first album, Cartoon Moon, which is a very sort of Beatles-esque power pop guitar album. That's, they're my five. There we go. Sinead. Oh God, this is so tough. Um, can I do a mix? You totally can do whatever you want to do. Possibly this artists, so people. <laughs> I can't do that. I no, can't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my favourite songwriter of all time is Damien Rice. And my favourite song of all time. It's very tough. There's three that I love from him, but number one is The Blower's Daughter. Yeah. I'm going to do songs, I think. Actually, no. I'll do songs and then a few albums. I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at names. (laughs) (laughs) So that... You're going to be on the desert island here. You might as well take your time. (laughs) Grant, okay. So, uh, (laughs) Blower's Daughter. Yeah. Or O from Damien Rice. Just he... Anything he does. Like the minute he opens his mouth... I just my body Beautiful. freezes. Mm. Amazing. Okay, number two is someone called Bruno Major. I love Bruno Major. We saw Bruno Major no in the Grand Social in January. Oh my god! And I, like? it's probably up there at top three gigs I've ever seen. Really? My my whole body like blew back. Have <sighs> one song they did like this massive jazz chord, and I just turned to Darren. I was like, "What the fuck? I want that <laughs> chord in all of my music from now on." It's absolutely amazing. So I listen to his album on repeat like all the time. Just. I can't remember what it's called. Every Song for a Moon, I think. Yeah. But um, Jesus, I listen to that album all the time. Okay, third would be Ben Howard. So I think it's the I think it's called I Forget Where We Were. Or yeah. Isn't it so, that song's yeah. on it anyways. The second album, yeah. So like that is a very like principal album because mm-hmm. I kind of started listening to that in 2013 or 14. Can't even released it. Like that time so his guitar playing in particular that's why I kind of started playing guitar more and more so yeah he's like now I did see him in the three arena in 2018 or 19 and it was really bad oh no it was really bad yeah he played the new album like it was like he, apparently he didn't want to do like three arena shows mm-hmm. or arena shows and he like, wanted to do the kind of the smaller intimate venues yeah that's what I've been told I don't know how true it is but you can kind of tell, like, he just was so disinterested and the show was just so boring. So, um, yeah, it was awful. It was awful, but um, I still love him. Mm. Still give him credit. So that was three. And then four, I'm going to go with Sigaros. There's an album, I think it's called Valtari. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Sigaros? I've never heard of Okay, Sigur they're Ross. this Icelandic band. Oh. And the guy, the lead singer, is called Jansi. And uh, it's kind of like atmospheric music, like... I just they have one song that was used in the X Factor all the time. Yeah, the big one. Uh, it's like, like do 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 do. So go, you are getting in. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, they made big yeah. I think great. I know exactly what song you're talking about yeah, as well. That just gonna like, shot back do, to my youth. Yeah, yeah. Shot back to my youth. But I actually don't. Like, I don't listen to that song a lot. It would be all the other ones. Mm. They have one called Festival. It's just unreal. I've seen them two or three times. They're just, I just love that. That, like, was an awakening of, like, emotions in music. Mm-hmm. So, Sigaros, that's four, isn't it? Mm-hmm. See, one last one. I was gonna go pop. Do. It's a bit cringy, like. Don't. I get sagged all the time for this. Do you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Go so, okay, so I was 
12, 13, 14, like you start singing. Yeah. And this person is like the reason why I sing now. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Demi Lovato. Okay, let's call Spade a Spade. Demi Lovato is a great singer. Incredible. She might be a fairly annoying person, like in interviews. Um, I don't know. She she might have changed. Uh, some of the interviews I watched, she seemed a bit she's annoying. She's gone through a lot, though. To be I fair, think she's, she's very, gone she's through a lot. She's probably got a very sweet personality underneath. She is an insane singer. She is amazing. Unbelievable. She's like Unbelievable. out of this world. Just yeah. such good control over her voice. Insane. Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato came out around the same time, and it was just two magical people coming from Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Or They're Nickelodeon. Just, she was she was Nickelodeon, I was gonna say. Yeah. She was a Nick Eve, kid. Who's my little sister loved Victorious. And then we all started watching Victorious. Even without Eve sometimes. It was you know when your younger siblings have a an obsession and you start to jump on board is that? Yeah and at first you're kinda of scoffing at it like this is for children. And then me and my dad were kinda of watching we'd we'd sort of sneak in and watch a, a mm-hmm. joke and be like oh, and and then we became the biggest fans of Victoria. It's like there. the amount of boyfriends who are now fans of Love Island by themselves because they've watched it so many times they grow. Oh, Cullen likes Love Island. No, no. <laughs> Exclusive, everybody. Oh no, I, I really morally disagree with the show. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> we did That was not. I didn't. I did not enjoy that episode. Yeah. I'll tell you what he told me after we watched it. <laughs> I can't say it here, but I'll tell you after. He I'm, actually hates it. He hates Love Island. Yeah. But that's not what everyone else thinks because she always tells everyone, <laughs> tells everyone like, that you love it. Love Love Island. <laughs> yeah. I, one time she had her phone open and it was in your like best friend's group chat. And yeah. you said, I saw, like, I peeked over and I saw something about, oh, stop, he loves Love Island as well. <laughs> and I was like, is that me? And you said, yeah. And I, was like, I think I was like, don't look at it, Dara. You already hurt yourself. It was about you, sorry. Well, yeah. that, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on. You, like, you're, you're such a lovely couple and I'm an absolute pleasure to interview you guys you've been brilliant make sure everybody you check out Sinead and D Cullen Sinead McConville on Instagram and D Cullen you guys have a gig this Friday in the Bella Bar and then your gig on Saturday is you're supporting um, oh my god the Pines from, join me in the Pines Yes, join me in the pines. So I've actually must li- listen to these guys. That's a really cool band name. They're really yeah. good, really good bands. Yeah. Right. And where is that gig on? Uh, Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. Which I haven't played before. I'm excited. It's a great venue. I really like it as yeah. a venue. Um, I looked up Bloody Marys on Google, and the first thing was the cocktail. <laughs> I was just like. Needed, needed to do. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, to end it all off, as always, want to say a huge shout out to our sponsor, uh, Craig Wynn from the Dublin School of Music, a little corner of Turnier where you can find all your music lessons and me in the top right room if you want to come and say hi. Uh, thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Have a fantastic one. We'll see you again. Bye bye. <laughs>